then eventually, if certain parts of the business get too big, something has to come off their plate. You got to get another VA in there. So that's interesting. Goal is to ask the person if it gets to that point: is what do you like doing and what do you not like doing? Yeah. And I'll tear off the stuff they don't like doing, and we'll find somebody else that likes doing that sort of thing. So that way they're excited and happy about their work. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. What's up, guys? The guest on this week's episode of the podcast is doing some really great things in the investment and real estate agent space. Jason has an awesome story and vision for his real estate ventures. In the final part of this two-part interview, we dig into a few high-level topics, including some of Jason's huge tips for hiring virtual assistants, doing proper due diligence when wiring funds for transactions, and super valuable strategies for estimating rehab costs, especially when flipping properties. There is so much to learn in this second part, and I hope you enjoy. Let's jump right into the episode. How do you define wealth? Wealth. Uh, well, I think that's a hard one. This one usually trips people up quite a bit. Yeah, because <laughs> in a messed up way, I, I kind of enjoy. There's so many it. different like, directions you can go. There's so many. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's emotional wealth. There's physical wealth. There's, but most people probably go towards the money wealth, right? Um, so I guess, I guess wealth to me, this is going to be a really weird one. You probably have to cut a bunch of stuff up is (laughs) basically not how much money you have, but how you're financially set up for success. So like the people talk about paper wealth a lot, and that's one way to be financially set up for success is you look at, I got these four properties that have this much money in them right now. And, but I can pull it out at some time if I want to. So like if I have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, I don't think I'm wealthy. If I have a hundred thousand dollars in equity in buildings, I think I'm more wealthy than if I had a hundred thousand dollars in the bank because that's going to appreciate. Plus it's going to cash flow for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's my weird convoluted way of describing wealth. I don't know if the point got across. Um, no, I, I, I'm going to look up wealth after this podcast and find out what it actually means in the dictionary. <laughs> let me know because i'm not sure honestly <laughs> no I, I i totally get what you're saying though like basically like just capital that's at work kind of like like it's not just like liquid it's like 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 it's, appreciating and stuff it's an investment a lot yeah. of times it, one of these podcasts what you should do to someone is basically like what is wealth they explain like nope the dictionary says this <laughs> show them like the webster's dictionary this is what it says <laughs> <Get a buzzer. laughs> oh, you weren't friends with them they'd be so mad at you <laughs> that would be priceless though I'm, I'm gonna keep that one in mind <laughs> yeah. do it next time we have going buddies on or something like dude just roll with it all right <laughs> trust me <laughs> trust me it'll be fine it'll be okay then you can edit in a big like X over their face or something. <laughs> Make it like black and white. Like, no. I think, I think we're going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I, I kind of like it though. <laughs> Lots of ideas. Helping your podcast. I'm getting more YouTube views if you have a 
buzzer and a gong. You're right. <laughs> it works for everybody else, so why not, yeah. right? <laughs> I, I think the gong should go over your left shoulder. All right, I like that. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna buy. What are we? What what episode are you on now? Fifty six. Are we fifty six? <laughs> by episode 70 i want to say gong and you see i was going to watch them deal that's a deal <laughs> i'm gonna redo the intro and be like bang what's gonna be funny too is if somebody's on your podcast and they just watch and i'm like i gotta stop you why do you have a gong <laughs> well back in episode 54 <laughs> a wise man once told me <laughs> i use that all the time with people too a wise man once told me i did I did it today because I, I got my VA off of onlinejobs.ph, which my broker gave me the information for. And I was like, a wise man once told me that if we go here, I'll get a good VA. <laughs> the wise man was right. <laughs> He's been very good to me so far. That's awesome, man. So like quick question about that, because I'm kind of curious and like kind of asking the question now is like, so on onlinejobs.ph, like I've been on it a couple of times and stuff and like looked into it and stuff. So are there like teams of VAs on there or is it kind of like an individual and then like, you know, you kind of weed out, you know, who doesn't really fit like the mold of kind of who you're looking for? Or is it just kind of like an individual basis, I guess, you know, like just hiring for like a regular job or something? Their goal is to have individuals on there. I guess some people from teams try to sneak on there sometimes, but your goal is a direct hire. Um, They're not W2, the 1099. But it's not like my out desk, which is a wonderful company uh, where they charge a management fee because they train the VAs and they have another VA there. So like the biggest thing with say in my out desk versus what I'm doing is basically if I'm my out desk or something like that, the VA leaves, they have another VA step in. I have to go find another VA. So basically oh, okay. it's like a normal interview process. Um, so I, I did a quick like course on it. And one of the things you do is now you're going to put up your job description, what you're looking for. And then people are going to start pinging you like every other time um and then you have to weed them out one of the fun things to weed them out is he said put something in the job description that says what you need the title to be when you email me so mine was va555 because that's what the other guy used so if you didn't have va555 i automatically gone you know i heard that in like youtube videos and stuff i think that's wicked clever to see like who actually like just skimmed through it and was like oh maybe like I, i can do that i can do that and then the ones who actually read it get to the bottom and they're like Oh, actually, I can do that. <laughs> a couple extra steps. Yeah, you can tell some of them have templates um, because you'll get something and it won't have anything to do with your job description. I'm perfect for your job because ABC. And I'm like, but my job's DEF. Like, what? <laughs> then you weed those people out. The yeah. ones I found after a while, um, now they're going to be more expensive, but the ones I found after a while, they will send you a resume in the original email. You don't have to ask for it. And some of them will even send you proof of work. Wow. Okay. So mine's an admin VA. So yeah. basically, if you sent me a good resume, then that puts you ahead. And yeah. I got to the point where I was getting so many in them. Like, if you didn't put a resume on there, you're gone. Yeah. I'm not even going to talk to you because you. I want that person that's going to go the extra mile. That's cool. Yeah. And then I we interviewed over um, Slack, actually. You can do phone calls over Slack. I didn't know that. Can you really? I yeah. didn't know that either. <laughs> they can talk over Slack and then we interviewed. This is news. <laughs> um, and then the second interview was actually over Zoom, but I had the camera off um, because honestly, I don't care what you look like. Yeah. Um, I just need you to be able to do the job. So, exactly. And one of the things that I read and I went to a course on hiring VAs is one of the things they said is sometimes they get intimidated by, you know, being on the camera. 
So I didn't want to intimidate anyone. Um, so yeah. I, I just went, um, no. Just straight bizarre. voice, like, yeah. Straight voice. We had conversations. It's different. I actually did some of the first interviews through Skype text. We just talked through text to see if that would work. The second interview had to be me talking to you. I, I had to see how you would flow, how it would work together and stuff like that and make sure we're a good fit because you got to be, be able to do the job. You also got to be a good match for someone like myself or if you hire me someone like yourself because we all do things differently we have different personality types or different disc profiles and things like that so and then there's ways of paying that i'm still working on in fact we're, we're meeting tomorrow i got most of it set up i don't remember the service we use to pay but it's a secure way to pay so you're both not in trouble rather than just i don't like venmo pay venmo paypal and people i don't either man I, I could never get into that like the venmo and the uh what's the other one there's like another one to send money over I think uh, my friends do Venmo. I'll do it between friends and stuff like that. But for business reasons, I don't like to do. Yeah. Venmo. And especially if I don't know you, you're from another, I'm just, well, I just met you, right? I interviewed you, but I don't know you well enough and you're from another area. It's like some, even I'm not even talking cross season, like somebody that's New Jersey, California, Ohio, Florida, something like that. I met you. I'm not going to, it's like the wiring money thing that we have in real estate. Yeah. 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 Don't wire money. If you don't it's know sketchy, someone. man. Yeah. <laughs> we wire money in the real estate investment industry now. So I'm getting used to it. I'm like, First time, I'm like, can you wire me? I'm like, ah. <laughs> uh, can I call you? Yeah, <laughs> I did that for the Cleveland people. I had wired money to Cleveland. I obviously couldn't deliver a check there because I was gonna fly down there and do it. So, like, can you wire money? I was like, so I sent me the email. I called. I them. can, but yeah. <laughs> I just so want to call you three times and make sure you are who you say yeah. you are. They get, I guess, they get used to it. They probably get calls all the time because of what, like, um, I call them. I'm like, I'm, I just need to verify the wire. That I'll be sending you. He's like, okay, cool. What's your name? I take him my name. He's like, okay, uh, this is the ABA number I was supposed to send you, which is some some business number, some other routing number, and this is the account that we were supposed to put it in, and this is the bank it is, and this is this. And I was like, I had a sheet in front of me. I was like, okay, I didn't read it off. You don't want to. I didn't want to read it off and have them say yes because I have no idea if they're just saying yes to say yes. Yeah, some random. Yeah, yeah. Right into it. I'm like, okay, this guy's got this call a thousand times. <laughs> Yeah, that scares me, man. I, I don't like the whole wire and money thing at all. Like that just, yeah. it makes me really nervous. Yep. I think I wired 80K to Ohio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I did all my due diligence, did my checks and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, it was going to be fine. Yep. That's crazy though. Yeah. That's um, how was kind of like the process been from start to finish, like going about hiring the VA? Like, did you have to kind of prepare like some SOPs and stuff or because like that's what I'm kind of confused about because like I tried it a long time ago um you know to edit like the podcast itself and I literally did like click for click you know like click this and then click this and like like super micromanage because like I had no idea what I was doing I'm like do I literally have to like full out like spell this out the document's like 2,000 words or something like that you know like screenshots and like red circles and arrows and everything and then, like, I heard from somebody recently that just hired a VA, actually, that, um, like, you just, I mean, you kind of have to come to them with the vision of what you're looking for. Because, like, especially for me is, like, I'm definitely not a graphic designer by any means. And, like, I would never want to be. But, like, I would love to have somebody take care of that aspect of the podcast, especially for the same thing as you, like, the social media and stuff like make like some really you know crisp looking videos and everything and like I don't want to do that you know it takes a lot of time and, and learning and like that part's not for me you know but like do you just kind of 
have to come to them with the vision and be like, you know, this is kind of what I was doing. Like, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't really taken a whole lot of action on it. I'm going to be honest. Well, um, <laughs> but I'm just kind of curious, like what, what you've, what angle you've taken so far. I think everyone's different, but I'm a vision person, not an execution person. Um, so I, I like the big picture. So yeah. I don't have, I have some SOPs from before, but I don't have many SOPs in place. So look, what mm -hmm. I'm taking as an idea basically is I'm going to get with her and we're going to go over how I do things and I'm going to walk her through it. And then they're going to create the SOP for me. Gotcha. So like the transaction coordination process we talked about the other day, I went over all the documents you need, kind of how the transaction process would work. So it's kind of a tell show, uh, show, yeah, tell show do review. That I learned oh, okay. I how to do it. Then I'm going to do one with you. Like a, we have a transaction you want an agreement this week, a listing side. And we're going to, we're going to do it together. We're going to walk through it because that's me showing her. And then she's going to do one and then ask me questions. And then we'll review going forward based on what she's doing. But during this whole time, as she's learning, she's creating an SOP. And that SOP should be a living document because it's going to change in the beginning, especially because you're like, oh, I didn't do that. Oh, wait, we should do this here. And what I expect of people that work with me is you're smarter than me. So it's basically, I want you to say, hey, this doesn't work well. We should try this. Or I'm seeing this. Let's look at this. Yeah. Um, because it always should be tweaking. And somebody in the process the whole time should have a better idea as to what's going on. Now, sometimes it, would be, it might be like, hey, we can't do that because of this, uh, you know, ABC. Um, but sometimes you can. That's interesting. Yeah, I actually, I heard that from like the same person, actually, that like the VA that they hired was actually writing SOPs. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, you don't have to prepare like every little thing like already and like have it, you know, in a folder and send it off. And like, like they'll just like follow the instructions. They're like, no. <laughs> yeah, like recipes. My, my, the main goal of my VA in the beginning of this tenure right now is to create SOPs and create systems for the business. We're working on monday.com. I have some things in there right now, but we should be able to systematically go on monday.com and change every time I get a new listing on agreement, take a template, drop it in, change some of the dates and say, okay, this is what I got to do. Yeah. Same thing. It should be the same thing with flips. It should be the same thing with buying multis, everything like that. She's working on helping me get to that point. It's basically systemize my investment time. If this isn't systemized really at all, um, I got some things in place, um, but I don't have SOPs. It's all like, this is how I do it because this is what I do. Like I did this, this, this last time. It's all, most of it's up here. So it's getting it on paper. So that way I can train other people to do things. Um, we can have other VAs help out with certain things. But yeah, that's 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 what basically going to be her goal is let's systemize my business. Let's get everything the way it should be. Building a foundation because without the foundation, potentially you fall over. Yeah. Um, and then from there, she'll start, we'll add things on. So it's transaction coordination. It's going to be kind of a little bit of, rental management, and then a little bit of managing the investors flips that I have going on right now. Mm -hmm. Make some phone calls for me, do some spreadsheets and things like that. And she'll end up learning how to analyze properties and stuff like that. And then eventually, if certain parts of the business get too big, something has to come off their plate, you got to get another VA in there. So that's interesting. The goal is to ask the person if it gets to that point is what do you like doing and what do you not like doing? Yeah. And I'll tear off the stuff they don't like doing. And we'll find somebody else that likes doing that sort of thing. So that way they're excited and happy about their work. I'll definitely keep that in mind, man. Cause like, that's something that, that has been kind of going through my head recently. Um, 
like with the VA and the podcast and stuff. Like I've been talking about it for a long time, but I'm like, oh, you know, that's like, I have no idea how to do that at all. And like, it's kind of funny, man. Like, I feel like the universe just kind of like has ways of telling you things sometimes. I've, I've heard like, literally, I'd say probably within the past like month or two, like four different, like completely different people all hiring virtual assistants. I'm like, all right, like, is, is now the time? I think, I think it's I think it is. <laughs> the universe is like, hey, 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 hire someone. Yeah, stop Don't, editing it yourself. It it, you have to have a vision of what you want them to do. Yeah. And you have to hire the person in the skill set you want to do. If I hired my VA to do what you're doing, it, it wouldn't work. work. Yeah, exactly. But let, let them, they're the expert in it. So let them try to figure out, let them try to get there in my mind. But you have the vision and you need to correct them. You need to train them in the beginning. But eventually, things are going. Anything you do more than once, they should be creating a system for you. Yeah. And like, it's going to be great too. Like as you hire, you know, more and more, cause like figuring out that system now to actually hire the VA and like, you know, how to write your descriptions and like, you know, what to put as like the email title thing and, you know, how to vet people out like wicked fast and then streamline that process, you know, and like, you know, figure out like what method, um, you know, like you were talking about earlier fits the best for interviewing potential VAs and like what ways like didn't really work so good and literally just like streamlining the hell out of that um you know just to like basically keep firing people off like over and over you know and like just going through it a couple times and everything and it's it sounds crazy like once you hire the first one like i don't know it's just it's really interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> repetition breeds mastery you i won't be hiring like an army of vas anytime soon but it is nice and then you have also have like the big companies like outdesk i believe they do this but I know that I know that people do, but they have VAs and they have VAs managing VAs. So the entire, the entire structure pretty much can be offshore, which is wonderful because you're you're trusting everyone there to do the thing. Because I've worked with several VAs now and they've all been awesome. Nice. I've always been very happy with working with VAs and wherever they're from. Yeah. Whether it's United States somewhere or some other country, stuff like that, they've always been very good. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, offshores, you can get decent rates. You don't yeah. have to pay minimum wage for it over here. Yeah, you I know. You treat them right, not do the same thing I was talking about, the flips, you're trying to nickel and dime them down to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the good VAs won't let you do that. Yeah, which is a good thing. Yeah. The, on, on both sides, yeah. The training I went through was to basically, I won't say dollar per hour, if they ask for less than this much per hour, don't even bother them just they're not they're not worth it they don't they don't value themselves enough they don't kind of experience just weed all those people out yeah i'll tell you offline if you want to know that stuff sure yeah we, we can talk about it <laughs> but um yeah no that's that's cool man i'm uh i'm really gonna dig into that like right after this <laughs> i say by episode 70 you should have a gong by episode 60 you should be in the hiring process for VA. deal i like it <laughs> that is a deal man I'm gonna write that down. Keep me updated. I will. John's gonna be like, "There's accountability there now." (laughs) So it's seventy gong. Seventy gong. Sixty VA, seventy gong. Not hired a VA, but you need the process needs to be started. I need you to have a posting on onlinejobs.ph by sixty. Perfect. That's the goal. That's cut and dry. That's that's a yes or no question. I love it.
post that on online jobs. I'm just writing this down, guys, because this is the thing that's going to happen. <laughs> now, now your entire podcast. You heard it here first. That listens to you and watches you is going to hold you accountable to this. <laughs> I want any of you out there to have his number. If 60 comes around and there's, he didn't mention he's gone online job repeat, you're calling him <laughs> and then commenting on YouTube. We're just going, I will, we'll, we'll all, we'll get an army together, we'll blow him up if he doesn't do it. And gone by 70. Oh, they love that. That is awesome. I'm going to get it done by like the end of the week. I'll be like, all right, all right I'm good. <laughs> that was close. Then they can't mobilize my army of people against you. <laughs> just get VAs just to comment on. <laughs> yeah. Just to hold people accountable. I wonder if that's a thing. Like account, like training VAs to be accountability partners. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't they be able to be manager too? Or accountability partners. Yeah. Is there's no reason there's no reason they can't manage hold people accountable and stuff like that it's just a yeah. different skill set you're right yeah that's one of the things when i was in corporate america um that you had to run into a lot was you had maybe had someone that's really good at their job and they wanted to be a manager well you got to know the job but managing leading people is a different skill set so you had to kind of get them to that point yeah so as long as they have the skill set oh you train them to be there then yeah yeah honestly like I, they talked a lot about that in the emf um, I think it was the, the technician, the manager, and it might've been like the CEO or something like that. The CEO of visionary or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. It was, it was something like that. that. It's, it's one of those eye-opening books. Exactly. Like girl in a cake shop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you can either like bake, I think it was cakes or pies or something like that. I don't remember, but, um, uh, <laughs> like if you love baking pies, like fantastic, that's great. But you know, like you might not fit, you know, be in that like one man or one woman show, you know, to also like manage, you know, like the behind the scenes of that business and then like guided it. Yeah. It just, guys, if you ever get a chance, read the email. That book is absolutely insane. <laughs> oh, um, my mind just blew because you're talking about email and you're talking about being happy, which is the same thing Brendan talked about when it comes to alignment. She was not in alignment. She wasn't. You're right. <laughs> it just I was just like, oh my God, as you were talking. You had an epiphany. epiphany like, I wow. I had an epiphany. Yeah. That's just not an alignment. I, I haven't read that in a while. Maybe I should. Actually, I'll probably do audiobooks. Right now, I'm in the middle of the Multifamily Millionaire, volume one, and the new Bigger Pockets book on Airbnb investing. Nice. And I got Multifamily Millionaire, volume two to listen to. I bought those when we were um, when we were down there, like the physical copies. I haven't, I haven't read them yet, obviously, but. I got the physical ones too. You should really read one because one's all about the small multifamilies and that's what you're trying to start with. Sweet. That's what I'm listening. And then I'm very interested in the commercial multis. I want to get into that by next year yeah. uh, and how it's, the world's different. Not really the syndication world. I'm not ready to be there, um, but just buying a commercial multi. Not a commercial, I don't mean storefronts. I mean, five plus multifamily. Yeah. Because it's a whole, they, I love the way they value them based on money, not the other house down the street. Like I just had something under agreement right now that I have an Athol and the um, comps came in way low. The appraisal came in super low. Um, and we're trying to figure out what the heck's happening with it. Cause we, we comped it high enough through three different methods. So mm -hmm. you don't really have that as much in the commercial world. Cause it's like, how much does it earn? What is the cap rate we're judging on? This is what it's worth. I mean, that's high level. I know there's more than that, but 
it's so much easier than if you sold your house down the street, you're a three family for a low number. Now that's a compromise three family um, that could hurt me. In fact, it happened to my friend with condos, but that's not, that wasn't investing. <laughs> there's actually, there's a book that um somebody recommended to me that was like absolutely amazing. It's called Commercial Mortgages 101. Ooh, I need that. Man, like this book is crazy. Like it shows you how to make like a loan request package that will like blow the bank away and like all the things that the underwriters look at. It's like, it's a whole, like a lot of information. It's, right. I forget what it's called. It's um, okay. it's on, I got it on Amazon. Okay. Um, Do me a favor. When you feel that, let me know. Cause that's going to be next, have to be next on my list. I, yeah. so my goal is to 1031 my two family into a commercial property in another state. Um, by half six months or so before I can 1031. So that's, that's how my goal is to get into commercial investing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely check this book out, man. I, I bet you're going to love it. Even yeah. like, I think like how to find the lenders and stuff is in there and like how to have those conversations and like, you know, how to, it literally shows you like step-by-step, step, like how to make this, this package to give to the bank, like for a deal. That's and cool. like literally like line for line, like how to boil it down, like your, your debt service and like all these other things. And like, you know, showing who your team is and like, how you're going to get that done. And like, basically just giving them like as much comfort in the world to be like, all right. Yeah. I like it. You know, it's, it's a really powerful book. It's awesome. That's good. I will, I will read that then. <laughs> I, I highly recommend that's, it. That's, I don't know a ton about that world. Um, you know, how, how to find the brokers, how to find the lenders, um, best way to find deals. Cause you know, I'm, I'm a realtor MLS. MLS doesn't work well. I know there's loot net and stuff like that, but yeah. Brandon at the thing talked a lot about during his mobile home park talk, networking with loan, um, not loan officers, brokers, commercial local brokers. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like this book too is like, like I, I still don't really know much about the commercial world by any means, but like this book is a really, really good one to start off. Cause like it starts off like super boiled down too, you know, like it, it gets a little bit harder to understand as you go through, but like, I feel like it kind of mm -hmm. puts up like the building blocks nicely. Mm -hmm. Like it's you like starts at like the very, very, very basics. And then just like builds up like really nice. You know, and then like shows you how to make that package and get you ready to go. <laughs> cool. It's cool. Yeah. But yeah. Ooh, Jason. Um, if you had to pick one, what is your favorite business, investing, or real estate book that you would recommend to anyone? Um, let's see. I have it. I feel I have a weird feeling I know what book you're gonna pull out. This one? Yeah, my man. <laughs> That book was so good. Thank you very much. I, I, yeah, I give, I have like three copies down there giving to people. Uh, and now that's not investing. That's all about mindset and stuff like that and giving first and helping out, but being willing to receive too and yeah. all the values and benefits it has with it. And it's written story form, which is the way I like it. It's cool. So yeah, it's, I mean, that's the one different. book I'm going to pick. Yeah. Had, <laughs> um, and if I was doing investing wise, I, I really like this multi-family millionaire book that I'm reading now. Mm -hmm. always have cash flow quadrant and the other Kiyosaki books but if I boil it down it's that book right there because that's I mean I listen I, I probably do to listen to it I listen to it you know it's probably once every six months just to make sure my mindset's right and you know yeah. giving first helping out stuff like that while still being able to run a business because you can give too much um, yeah. because you have to look out for yourself too 
I know. I really like the balance that that book kind of showed off was like, you know, like just given so much, but like you said, also being open to like receiving and like just having that, like that equal, like, I don't know, like reciprocity, maybe you could say. Law of reciprocity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to reread that one, man. It's been a while since I read that one. <laughs> yeah. He, one of the things he talked about there was kind of cool was when he's talking about receiving, he was talking about breathing out. And he's like, bring, he says, I'm like, breathe out as long as you can. And the guy, of course, stopped after a while. He's like, see, you can't give forever. Like, you can't breathe out forever. You have to be willing to receive the breath back in. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a cool book, you know, to talk about not keeping store and everything like that. Because it's, it's not, no, the, no I, the IOE one is nothing I ever do. I mean, you owe me one or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just not a good way to do things. Just help people out. Um, and then a lot of times what I'll tell people is, like, how, do I, how do I repay you? I'm like, just pay it forward help someone else out it's gonna it's gonna make the world a better place and it's gonna also help a lot of people it's, i mean our investing world is like that right You're it's right. it's a lot to learn um and it's a hard thing to break into if you don't know someone because you're like okay how do i find this thing they call a wholesaler <laughs> or what's the hard money loan and where do i find one of those i can't get that my local bank you know even though those easy questions that are easy to us now because i just I have a hard money lender contact with two or three and I call them up if I need anything or I know a bunch of wholesalers because I've networked with a bunch of wholesalers and they're good people and they work hard. Um, but we, I remember like, I'm going to start my investment journey. Uh, how do I find stuff? And now I have wholesale properties coming in all over the place, it seems like. Um, it's crazy, like, man. You're right. Same thing you went into like, how do I figure out cash flow? Yeah. <laughs> what um, is cash flow? <laughs> yeah. Did he say COC? What is that? <laughs> oh, oh, the cap rate, the capitalization rate. What is that? Um, now I have spreadsheets that basically I just plug in numbers and tells me everything I need to know. Right. That's, I know it's it's so cool, man. Like I, you know, stemming back to something we said earlier, like really quick, you know, I, I like I said, I, I really want to do more like documenting of the overall process of like becoming an investor or like being a, a much better agent and like you know, like just, just record it. So people can watch it and be like, Oh, you know, like that's how that happened. Like maybe I can learn something from a lesson that he learned the hard way or, you know, like just record the journey. So people can be like, Oh, like that's, that's how that happened. Like I can do that too. Like yeah. that being the biggest thing, you know, for my eyes is like, you know, this is how I'm doing it and like, you know, figure it out. But like, if I can help you be able to do that too, or like even get over the hump of like, just taking that first step perfect just do you know? it exactly <laughs> i guess it's just do it after you've done the prerequisite work and you know what's going on it's a little like below that slogan that's what's there it's, it's in every nike logo it's really small you need a yeah, magnifying everyone, glass look at the nike logo really really <laughs> get some magnifying glasses and then it's it's there i swear i'm lying i'm, I'm very much lying i just made that up right now it's there. It's been promised. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get called Nike now. <laughs> I worked for Nike. Or something. For, I'm like, oh no. I worked for Nike for eight months. Did you really? I was a warehouse manager in Memphis, Tennessee for Nike. Oh, wow. I helped launch their um, 6 million square foot new building. It was, it, was, it was fun. It was a lot of hard work, but I got a lot of Nike shoes. Sweet. <laughs> a lot. Of, they, get, they, they, they are very generous with their swag. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. People, I'm I'm a big doer, so it happens. But I, I 
do believe that you have to make sure you're, you know, not just doing to do, but you understand kind of what you're in. That's why I said knowledge then do, because I could be like, oh, cool. I'm going to buy some Texas, throw a bunch of money at it. I have no idea anything about Texas. Yeah. And then I could have a really bad investment. Yeah, definitely. Or just like walk into a house, like I'm going to flip this house, look around. Yeah, I can do this work. I'll offer this much. <laughs> this works. Instead Got feeling, me. man. Yeah. <laughs> Got feelings only. Got feeling only. Ah, this is a, you actually get that eventually too. I, I'm not great at it, but I, get, I know people that are walking around. I was like, this looks like the 60K one I did last uh, a couple months ago. So that, this was probably around 60. And then you, you do your due diligence after, but it's a gut feel check as to does it work? You know, I got to get the con- then you get the contractors and to get your quotes. And then you go on Home Depot, whatever your Mackey's, wherever you're buying things from, and write down exactly what you're going to be buying. Like I, that's, I have this. A spreadsheet here which is several hey. pages uh basically it, it goes over what I'm, what i have to buy what the total cost i think is going to be of everything um how much the contractor payment is going to be based on my thought process and then basically as a contractor give me and i put it in to make sure it hits my overall budget with my contingency and then it says everything that's supposed to be done per room um it's a it's a work in progress um but i'm liking it so far because so basically you go look at the house right you get a good idea as to what you think it's going to cost because you calculate it, fix it. You make an offer based on that. Then that, during the process, you bring in, you go back through. It's probably an hour or two walkthrough to do this right now. I actually come home. I use an old spreadsheet I had before. I basically make it for this new house because a lot of things are similar. Add the things I remember from there. Then I walk it with the spreadsheet to make sure I didn't miss anything and then get a good idea what exactly it's going to cost me to do this house as opposed to what my budget is. That's really cool, man. I know. Yeah. I think it's like, it's super impressive. Like it, it hasn't happened that often by any means, like just like walking around, you know, like a potential property, you know, like with somebody like yourself and, and like, you know, just having them basically like running these calculations in their head, like, oh, you know, that might be like, I don't know, three grand or something, you know, like just kind of like, um, what's the word? I guess like drawing off of like other experiences, like from flips or like, you know, just like going through certain things like oh like that you know water heaters like x much roughly you know we got like three of those that's like this much ish you know and like i don't know i just it's so cool <laughs> you know they do it because they've done it before they run the fence like i quoted how much a fence is gonna cost and what i'm putting up and it's because we fenced my yard at my house and that's what i got for that i'm like wait my house yard is this big and this is this big so that should cost about this yeah i know price materials changed in a lot with the wood so i added padded it but still it's i'm not i have a sheet that i do and i go okay needs a roof needs this and the roof is this size so it should be this but i've done a couple of roofs so i can kind of get an okay idea yeah but yeah i, I know people that can walk through and just like and this is like 30 to 35k ish <laughs> you know we're here for four seconds <laughs> killing me <laughs> I'm there with my spreadsheet, like writing down everything, trying yeah. to figure out what's going on. Actually, have you read um the uh, estimate and rehab costs bigger pockets book? Yeah, a while ago. It's been a while since I read it. I I like that one a lot. Um, just for the purpose of like that um like that big spreadsheet, like that they talk about in it, basically to have like this huge master spreadsheet of like you know basically calling like every company under the sun. Be like, oh, you know, for windows, like one window, like all this stuff will be like roughly this much. And then like, I don't know, to get like a soffit replaced, it'll be like, you know, roughly this much. 
and like just have like a big master spreadsheet yeah. of like you know a ton of like the i mean obviously you can't quote everything right off the bat but um, no, I things are into them, but like my contractor told me like a window an installed window right now in the area that i work is 500 dollars per window but something like that yeah exactly and like cool I have my spreadsheet and every time something changes, I change my spreadsheet. So I'm like, the window, I did budget like 300. So it was way under at one point. So I changed it to 500 per window. Now, every time I do a analysis, I'm like, okay, there's 10 windows, 10 windows, 500 window. It's going to cost me $5,000 to put windows in material and labor. Yeah. Um, so I have a huge master spreadsheet that has all that stuff. It also calculates the holding costs. It calculates the selling costs. It calculates all everything pretty much. I just have to plug in the numbers and then see if it works. It calculates my ROI. And exactly how much I should be walking away with, and exactly how much I'm supposed to come to the table with. It's really cool. Um, that is like the biggest, I think that's the biggest thing that got me into actually doing it is I was able to analyze properties. Because the hardest thing is like, well, I want to flip a house, but I have no idea how much it's going to cost to fix it. How do I do this? Um, you got to find somebody who has a really good spreadsheet that will help you out with it or something like that. Like I'm sure I'm, I have another investor right now I'm partnering with on some flips and training them how to do it teaching them my spreadsheets that I've made and or gotten from other people. Um, and then hopefully they can go on their own after a little bit. But yeah. it's, it's a win-win because that I train them, I help them. I can now do more deals because they're helping me with deals and monetary. Um, they're putting money into the deals too. Um, so it's usually a bigger split in the beginning along lower split at the end because the goal is I'm helping a lot in the beginning and by the end, I'm just kind of advising yeah that curves like in a different direction yeah like the yeah, learning curve type of thing yeah so it's, it's not something it's something i'm trying to put together um because I, I know there's a lot of investors that want to get into it maybe have, and have the money to get into it but don't have they can't find the deals because like right now deals are coming in which is nice it's not always going to happen i'm setting up you know new funnels for deals but i can find the deals i know that i have the hard money contacts so like in the beginning if you're a new investor the hard money contact i go through right now he doesn't take on new investors oh okay partner with you then he'll do it oh and i see yeah yeah after you do a few that's how i did it, actually the the hard money investor i used is actually with the uh, matt what i was working with and then he got to know me when i was working with matt as partners on a few projects so then he loaned to me that's interesting it's a good like, way to get in with a hard money investor that's really cool is that like i mean yeah just having that like really like relationship based um everything yeah, i don't even know <laughs> everything's relationships yeah. uh, you'll, get, you'll get farther in this industry or probably every one of them by giving the go-giver um and just creating relationships and generally helping people yeah. uh, there's a guy moises around here that's helped me out so much he's a big deal in my area um but he's he'll always accept my phone calls and just talk to me and it's really cool um that he does that but I almost got a deal because I was talking to him. Um, I was a little slow on getting the offer over to him, but he had offered it to me at a lower price at first than other people because we knew each other. That's beautiful. Yeah. So just from giving value and making yeah, he, those relationships and he ran a meetup here at one point in time in central mass and stopped doing it. Um, that's one of my goals for next year too, is to start running meetups around central mass. So central mass investors. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the only part I work, I'm at Keller Williams. Um, so the hard part is I can use the office for free here. Um, if I'm doing meetups, the only thing that people might get scared is like, oh, is he just trying to recruit us to be his clients? 
or you're trying to recruit us to be Keller Williams agents, and that, that won't be my intention at all, nor will I even talk about that sort of stuff. So it's gonna kind of it's gonna be hard to get rid of that myth, I think. I feel you, man. Like that, that I feel like that's almost like a disadvantage to being an agent. Is like so like one of the things that I do is like I try and DM five people on bigger pockets every day. Like just to like, you know, get connections, shoot the breeze and you know, whatever. Like just talk, you know? Yeah. And like, you know, in my little spiel, you know, I have to say like, oh, you know, I'm an investment focused agent. And I mean, like, it's, it's my thing. It's me. You know what I mean? But I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to like recruit you as a client or anything. Like, I just want to like shoot the shit, you know, like, yeah. like, it's almost like kind of giving off, like, I don't, I don't, I mean, like, I don't want to give off that vibe, you know, like, I'm not like a pushy guy, you know, like, I just want to shoot the breeze and talk, you know, like, and like most people, it's fine. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it's it a little tough. I was going to meet us before when I was an agent trying to work with investors yeah. two years ago, something like that. I didn't know what I was talking about. Thought I did, didn't know what I started about. But you walk in a room, I want to meet up and say, yeah, I'm an agent. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> okay. the agent's here. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm now, I mean, I don't do those. I, when I talk to people, I say I'm an investor, but I have a real estate license. I like that. That's cool. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm investing first. But then I know how to do real estate. I've done it a lot of real estate in my past, but that's not my focus. So I'm not going to talk. I'm, I'm talking to you as an investor because I'm an investor. I do have my real estate license because I have to disclose that. But I'm talking to you as an investor. And that, I think that kind of, that's my way of trying to set the tone. I don't know if it works that great. Of, I'm not here after you as a client. In fact, I don't want you as a client. Um, if, you want to help, if you want me as a client to help you as a client and you want to come to me, cool. But I'm not actively recruiting uh, like every investor. Yeah out there to try to be my clients help with flip. I'll, I'll flip with you. I'll help you find flips if you want to and stuff like that, but I don't, my focus is on flips and investments. So um, I'll find things for you, but it's not, I don't give you the amount of attention you need as a full-time real estate agent. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm running around. I was busy other places. I got, I got a lady that emails me and we talk occasionally that's looking for flips out this way. Um, and I, I speak to her and stuff like that, but it's not like we have long conversations all the time. Exactly. Yeah. She continues talking to me because she values my opinion. So I'll tell her, hey, this is what this is what I think the it's gonna cost to flip this house and I, I don't think it's worth it. Or I do, or we should go take I'll go take a look at this one for you. Um, because I'll go take I was taking a look at it anyways. And one of the I think one of the biggest myths as an investor slash agent that invests himself is basically, well, I can't work with him, and you'll probably run into this too. Can't work with him because he's just gonna steal all the good deals and I get whatever's left over. Yeah. I don't have unlimited amounts of money. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, I'm helping. It's interesting. People. I'm helping people in the area um, with learning to invest and partnering and stuff like that. And my hope is when they go on their own and they can use me as an agent if they're not agents themselves. So I have a little bit coming in, but I mean, that's not my focus. Yeah. I, like I don't that. blame you, man. I feel you. I like I like the way um, John says his his uh his slogan was investment focused realtor. I'm mean, investment. What is you know it? What does he say? Investment focused. What's the second um, part? Uh, <laughs> he's gonna kill me. Um, Come on. He's uh like an investment focused agent, but like I'm talking to you as an investor, like not an agent. Some, something like that. It rolls off the tongue really nice. Yeah. He's gonna kill me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
I saw your podcast last night. <laughs> we have to talk. <laughs> he said it on one of his Pines and Properties, which I still need to get to the live ones. Um, so there's, a, I don't know, investment focus, something. It's going to come to me, man. I swear. <laughs> I'm going to text you right after this podcast and tell you exactly what it is. Investment focus, residential friendly? Um, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we'll just let that die for now. We'll talk. <laughs> I don't like, yeah, I got nothing. All right. But yeah, I could, uh, I could totally keep talking to you forever, man. <laughs> uh, oh, it's seven o'clock. It'll cut us off for now. Yeah. I didn't even know what time it is or anything. That's awesome. But yeah, we're, um, we're on like social media and stuff. Can people find you, Jason? Everything. So, <laughs> it's probably going to be changing soon, but. You know, just search, you can just search Jason Regan in um, Lemonster on Facebook. I spend most time on Facebook. You'll see, all, you'll see a lot of my flips. I also have Jason R. Holmes as a page on Facebook. And I believe, oh my God, my Instagram, I don't even know what I just started really doing more on the Instagram. I think it's Jason R. Holmes on Instagram too. Um, but you can also find my number all over the internet. Um, so you can find me on there, message me. If you want to do my Instagram, message me there talk to Kyle here, he'll give me my phone number if you want my phone number, but I'm not going to just blurt it out to you. <laughs> um, unless I can give you my work one that goes straight to voicemail. <laughs> oh, if he does give you a number, you ever call me, do never leave me a voicemail because I never will answer my voicemails. I don't check them. They're full all the time. Um, I don't blame you, man. I feel you. <laughs> you text me. That's basically how it works. I get crap people all the time. Um, and I'm just like, I don't know when that happened. I just one day I was like, you know what? No more voicemails. No, no voicemails. I'm not doing it. <laughs> voice to email thing going. I think that'll fix that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll definitely link all that all that stuff down below. But yeah, thank you yeah. so I'm much for coming on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, guys. That concludes our Creating Wealth podcast episode for today. I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Until next time, let's build together. <laughs>